The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly, uh, with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, all that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place, and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It would lead to your giving testimony Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Every year, when the church's liturgical year comes to its close, which it will next Sunday on the Feast of Christ the King, the scriptures direct our attention to the end of the world, to the end of all time. And it does that so frequently with very vivid and even terrifying images about the revelations that God has about judgment, about the vindication of the just and punishment of the evildoers. And all of that is found in a type of literature that we have labeled apocalyptic. The word apocalypse comes from a Greek word that means revelation. And so these times of persecution 
when this literature was written, was meant to reveal something of a promise that God was holding out. The promise that their suffering would soon end and that God's justice and God's judgment would eventually overtake all that was wrong with the world. And so it's easy to see why that type of writing would be important for people suffering at times of persecution, but I don't think it's a type of literature that most of us relate to. Perhaps some strong fundamentalist groups who are always looking to predict the end of the world might, but I don't think for us that's something we think of very often, at least I don't. However, at the same time, I think apocalypse is closer to us than we might want to admit. And by that I mean those events in our lives that we call apocalyptic or that we could label that, where we are confronted with our mortality. Not just the end of the liturgical year, but the end of our lives. And so that's why the church invites us to a conversation around this time about what apocalyptic means for each of us. I think, for example, we can all highlight events in our lives when we're confronted with our mortality. We're all getting older, even if we try to hide it or deny it. Many of us could star in those actuarial tables in insurance companies. People we know, or maybe ourselves, often get diagnosed with life-threatening illnesses or life-changing disabilities, things that we didn't have just not that long ago. We see accidents and tragedies on the roads, in our workplaces, in our homes, on our streets, all very unexpectedly. Sometimes marriages, after years of happiness, end for any number of reasons. Random acts of violence, carjackings, shootings, lootings, make up a significant part of the nightly news. And then on the larger scale, we're concerned about our planet, global warming, natural disasters, and of course, the wars that rage around the world. And every time we hear about those, there's always that foreboding phrase that sneaks up in that, like, nuclear threat. So all of these factors, factors in our own existence, show how fragile that existence really is. And so it's something for us all to ponder. And that's why we take with utmost seriousness the first reading from the prophet Malachi, where he wrote, Lo, the day is coming. Lo. Sometimes the word used there is behold, and it essentially means look up. Heads up, something is about to happen. Lo, the day is coming. What is the day? It could be the ultimate day, 
the day the world ends, or it's the day when each of our individual worlds ends, yours or mine. Either way, the day reveals something. Because remember, apocalypse is about revelation. What does it reveal? It reveals what we're made of, who we truly are. Are we people of faith or are we people of despair? Because if we look again at that first reading from Malachi, that day that he refers to has two possible responses or welcomes. We can welcome that day as if it were a blazing oven, ready to burn up everything in sight. Or for those who love God, it is the day when the sun of justice rises with its healing rays. So we're confronted with two choices. Do we want to flee in terror or lift up our heads in hope? Now all of that apocalyptic literature is, is very poetic. It uses lots of symbols and metaphors. So it's important that we translate that to our own apocalyptic moments when we are brought face to face with our mortality, with our fragility. And to do that, I think, first of all, we have to lose the notion that these events, apocalyptic, catastrophic events, were somehow sent from God to test us. We've got to get rid of that idea. God is not a sadist, nor is he a chemist who's doing experiments on the people he loves. These are not sent from God for that reason. That having been said, those events still reveal something about us. They reveal the depth of our faith. They invite us to see whether we believe what we say every Sunday when we profess the creed, which we will do momentarily. They invite us to see if we truly believe what we mean each time we sign ourselves with the cross. These events are asking us if those are authentic expressions of who we are. Do we really believe that out of crucifixion, God brought resurrection to Jesus. And now that resurrection is offered to us. Can God really bring life out of death for us? Can God really bring forgiveness out of our sinfulness? Recently, a woman from another parish came to see me, and we had a very, very lovely talk. And she shared with one of me an apocalyptic event in her life that no parent ever wants to experience. Her son of 21 years took his life one night and then was found the next morning by her husband and daughter. And without doubt, 
that was a heart-wrenching reality for her, as it would be for any parent. A reality that I don't think they ever get over. They just learn to live with it. But what struck me so profoundly in our conversation, that as she shared that tragic tale and explained that her other children were just furious at God, furious that God would have allowed this to happen, and as a result, distanced themselves from the church, it did not do that to her. She was heartbroken. But that event did not weaken her faith, either in the church or with God. In fact, her faith is what strengthened her to get through it. And I realize events like that are experiences that everyone reacts to differently and they're certainly entitled to. But I do think in the end, it is to our greatest advantage if we want to survive in this world that is filled with apocalyptic events of different degrees and numbers, that we have to learn to trust the final words of Jesus in today's gospel. By your perseverance, you will secure your life. And the perseverance he's talking about there is a perseverance in faith. And there is no better place to perfect that perseverance than right here in this room as we celebrate the Eucharist. Because here in this celebration, Jesus perseveres with us as he feeds us with his body and blood, the food that promises us all eternal life.